Hey, bestie, I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Staying Inspired. I'm your hype woman and host, Amanda Yoa, and my jam is inspiring the glass ceiling breakers, the bold move makers, the best life living women in the making. This is the hottest place for empowerment, real conversation, inspiration, humor, and tools for you to up-level your life and make some bold moves in that main character energy. So now that you're here, grab some snacks, sit back, and let's get into it. Hey, besties. Welcome back. It's your host and hype woman, Amanda Yoa. Today, I have with me Kelsey Smith. Kelsey is a mom, wife, friend, daughter, sister, business owner, investing partner, mentor, educator, and podcast host of Mama Has Goals. Kelsey, I'm so excited to have you on today. And I was really drawn to you because, you know, we met on the the social site for the podcasters, but our stories are, are so similar in the way that our lives have shifted and in such an amazing way of living out our passion and purpose. So I would love before we dig into today's episode of, you know, how to stay present while focusing on the future, if you could share a little bit about your story uh, for my audience. Yeah, my story that brought me here, first of all, just thank you for having me because we'll unpack this a little bit, but the fact that I podcast now and I connect with all these women is really kind of crazy. And I had checked all the boxes. I had hit all these goals. I had really worked really hard to get where I was. And during high school, had struggled with depression and anxiety, found my way out of that to be able to really have a great career, have a great home. I have an amazing husband. I started a family. And about a year into motherhood, I realized I had some complications that were from my delivery of my son, but it took us about a year to figure it out. I went into a planned surgery. Then uh, two weeks later, I was working at 2.30 in the morning on my job and realized that something was wrong and ended up in the emergency room that night for a follow-up emergency surgery. And woke up in the emergency room. I ended up passing out from blood loss and blood clots. And my husband had to go grab the doctor. And it really wasn't that traumatic to me, to be honest, because I was passed out through most of it. Um, But it did leave me waking up and saying, okay, if I hadn't made it through that, what story would I have left behind? And that sentence just rings in my head still, I would say almost daily. And I just kind of sat there and was like, I have since learned that there are other people that talk about this and books, but I, at that time, had never had someone ask me that question. And I sat there and was like, okay, if I hadn't made it through that, my son wouldn't have remembered me. He was just a year old. And what would people have said about me? And I just kept wondering. And I didn't feel like it was anything bad. It was just more that I didn't feel like I had really lived up to my purpose. I really wasn't even that proud of myself. I had checked all the boxes, done so many of the things, but it felt surface level in that moment. And prior to that moment, I was like, oh, I I worked hard to get here. I am a very genuine person, all of these things. But in that moment, it was like, yeah, but is it really how in depth am I? How in depth is this life? And that's really where it all started. And that's like, you know, what drew me to you because it's having those experiences. I think a lot of times, like, 
some women don't discover this until they're later down the road in life that they have only really scratched the surface. Like, yeah, especially as a mom, like being a mom is a huge accomplishment. I'm not trying to diminish that for anybody. You know, if that is your end all and be all in life, then that is, you know, absolutely go you. But, you know, for a lot of other women, um, you know, becoming a mom and just doing the, the things that, you know, everyday society things is kind of just scratching the surface. But sometimes we feel like that that's all that there really is for us. And we don't really stretch ourselves to our full potential until something happens. And we realize like, wait a minute, I'm not really living. Like you said, like, what are people going to think about me? And more importantly, like, have I lived to my full potential? Am I really feeling like I'm living in my passion and my purpose? And I think, you know, that will send you along in this season of self-discovery. Do you feel like that is true for you and your story? Like, were you just taken on this like whole journey of discovering yourself at a deeper level? Yeah, exactly. And that was the thing is it wasn't as much that I cared about what people thought of me. It was my son. Like, what is he going to think of me? And it was myself. Like, I didn't feel that proud of myself. And it was then the next steps of saying, okay, but I don't know what's next. And I don't know where to go. I don't know what steps to take. I don't know who can help me get there. And that was where I call it this self-discovery journey and the self-becoming. And I am positive pro-social media because if it wasn't for social media, I don't think I would have found what I needed. And so I spent what felt like months searching the internet, just looking for something. I didn't even know what I was searching for. It was just scrolling and trying to find what is it that is next for me and what is going to call me and I don't know what it is. So eventually I started finding different things that I felt a, a little spark to, a little call. There wasn't like one big like aha moment, but I knew prior to that I needed to get myself taken care of first. And so I always say that comes from like organizing my mind and my environment so the first thing I did was try to get a little decluttered, a little un or a little more organized and really think through, okay, if you found this aha moment, if you found this resource to help you become whoever you want to be, like, what does that look like? And so I tried to just get really clear on what in this season did I want to be? Who did I want to be? What would I be proud of myself for? What did that look like? And that is what sparked Mama Has Goals, which is my main venture now, I found all these amazing resources, people like you on the internet, and I felt like the general person didn't know that they existed. So now I have created a platform where I share people like you to the person that was like me, that's like, I know that I want to do better in this area. Maybe it's just making cute snacks for your kids, or it's launching a podcast, writing a book, moving up in your career, organizing your pantry. I really don't care what your goals are, but there are a million people out there to help you get where you want to go. And you should just be proud of yourself for taking one step a day. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think it's, I love what you said about, you know, creating that space for that past version of you. And I think, you know, bringing it back to that self-discovery season and discovering, you know, your, who you want to be, it can, we can easily get caught up in 
this is, you know, the topic I wanted to bring to the table today, trying to stay present, right? And cultivating that next level version of yourself that you want to be so that you are living out in your passion and your purpose. But sometimes we can get too focused, especially nowadays, like, you know, with that Amazon Prime, you got to have it next day. You know, we get too focused sometimes on the future or even the past sometimes. So did you ever find yourself in that space when you were along that journey? Yeah. And I actually love that you bring up the past too, because I don't think enough people talk about that. And that was hard for me. There were, I always say there were pages in my story that I wanted to rip out. Or I would say like, hand someone my book of life and say, hey, don't read chapter two or don't read chapter 10. And I had to just fall in love with that version of me and accept the fact that whatever decision I made that I wasn't super proud of, it didn't have to be extreme. Like it really wasn't anything extreme, but there were things that I was holding on to of like, you made that decision and that's a piece of you. And I just had to say, you know what? You're going to be proud of that person. You're just going to be. And that person is part of who you are now and part of who you're going to become. So loving that version of me, then staying present while focusing on the future because it's a daily practice, to be honest, but to be able to know that if I get to the future and I'm not present, then what was it worth? If I get there and I didn't enjoy the journey along the way, and I think being a mom does help with that because you know that your kids are not going to be this age again. And so when you take a step back and you remember that, it does kind of re put you in the presence. But I think even if you're not a mom, like you're never going to be this age again. You're never going to be living this specific day to day life again. And we're meant, I just full whole body believe that we're meant to evolve. And so that evolution means being where you are now to be able to get to where you want to go. And so you have to love right now too. And you have to embrace what the present is. And we were just talking when you were on my podcast about being able to find joy in the small things and to be able to enjoy the present. And that is how you get to enjoy life because no one's promised tomorrow. And I think that is what keeps me grounded and keeps me present. But on a more tactical level, because I'm also very left-brained, it's being really clear on like what does success look like for me today and what does success look like to me in the future. So one's a feeling and one is kind of like a map. And to say, this is how I find success in today. And so one way that I always come back to for that is I have three buckets that I measure success in my life currently. And that's personally, professionally, and as a family. And at the end of each day, I try to find a win in one of those buckets, something that I can be present and say, today, this was a win. My boys are four and two. And one that is often the case with them is playing magnet tiles on the floor and building whatever tower and car we are. In my profession, you know, there's big goals and big things for my companies. But to be able to say, okay, one thing we did today was this, and it might just be sending out an email. And, you know, allowing myself to say, yeah, that was a win. That was something that we did today for us. I have big fitness goals right now. I shouldn't say big. I'm just trying to move my body every day. (laughs) Like being able to move my body. So if I get a walk in, 
that's me being present and knowing that I hit each of those buckets for me, where the 10-year version of me is probably going to have different wins in those buckets. And I want to plan for that, but I can't only live there or I'll never get there. Yeah, I love that. And you know, it's like, for me too, I try to live like, you know, similar expectations, knowing that what I'm doing right now, I never really aspired to do what I'm doing. I kind of just like embrace the journey and embrace the pivots, knowing that, you know, like everything's happening for us. And that was like a big thing that I had to do, you know, while staying present. Because I think a lot of times we can get caught up in the future of having that goal and it has to look this way and it has to be this way. And in reality, sometimes we find ourselves cutting ourselves off from something bigger and better than we could have ever imagined. So I wanted to ask, like, was that like your truth? Did that ever happen to you along the journey? And how did you navigate that? Yeah, when I first post that surgery and looking at things, my very first realization of starting some sort of resource business was a downloadable ebook, like a PDF. I created it. My son was, my second son was two weeks old at the time. I created it in like 48 hours. I had this downloadable ebook. I now have a phone app and a podcast and I've spoken on stages and that was never the, I didn't wake up and say, Hey, I'm going to go do all these things. That's not what happened. And if I had done that, I think to your point, that journey would have looked so different. It would have taken me away from the present in so many ways because I would have been like, how do I get on the next stage or how do I do this? And also, it probably wouldn't have unfolded in a way that I was emotionally or intelligently ready for. You know, I had to grow to become able to receive those blessings, if you will, and opportunities that were given to me where little Kelsey that was like, hey, maybe I can put a PDF together was in a different goal and a different mindset. And even if, you know, it doesn't have to look like stages and PDFs and whatever for you, but, you know, if you don't focus on baby one instead of baby six, you're not going to enjoy them on the way. If you don't focus on your first very job and opportunity, you can't become the CEO. If you don't enjoy that very first date night, you're probably not going to enjoy the wedding. Like you have to be able to find joy in the process. And if you're only focused on the end outcome, it's probably not, you're not going to actually probably be excited when you get there because you've been envisioning it the entire time and you might not be ready for it. So I do think, like you said, it's in the journey. It's not in the destination. And I actually love thinking about it more as like micro destinations. Like what are the different micro milestones that I'm working towards? Because there's truly no destination, which is overwhelming at times because it's like, what am I working towards? And it's like, you're not. No, I love that. And I think it's like, you know, learning to kick the the when and then mindset to the curb because like you said, you know, we get, sometimes we can get, and I, I'm, listen, I've been there. Like I'm speaking from like, this is like stuff that I've done. Like I've gotten so fixated on having that one goal and that one outcome and it had to look this way and be this way that I was like cutting myself off from so many amazing things like present day, what I'm doing now that is like totally in my wheelhouse in you know, my jam because I felt like I had to do this and this was the one outcome and it had to be like this. And I wasn't going to feel like fulfilled or confident or, 
accomplished or worthy or whatever it is until I had that one outcome. So it's, you know, like you said, learning to enjoy the moment, which is what I wanted to bring up. Like what advice for the women listening would you give who, you know, if they're constantly worrying about the future and finds it difficult to enjoy the present, what advice would you give them? I think the first thing you can do is get really aware about yourself because the advice that works for me may not work as much for you if you're just a different type of person and just acknowledging that for yourself. So get really curious on like what works well for you. Is it writing lists? Is it asking yourself questions? Is it meditating? Is it, Are you a little more creative? Are you a little more tactical? Because how you reflect on life or take action, knowing those things about yourself are really important. And so I'm typically a little more tactical than I am creative. I think that it's best if we can find a middle. But for me, what really helps is asking myself questions at the beginning of the day or the end of the day, whenever you can find five minutes. And that might be just asking them in your head, but there is power to writing that down. So if you can get there, and I actually have this built in our free Mama Has Goals phone app because I feel really, I feel it's really important to ask yourself a couple of questions. So you could start there, but also just grab a post-it note or a scrap piece of paper and write down like, what is something that made me happy today? And you have to answer it because so many people will be like, I don't know, today was just a day. We'll find something that made you happy today. And I do think it's important to honor the things that don't make you feel good. So maybe that's a little conflicting advice from you've heard from someone else. But I would also write down, what is something that didn't feel good today? Because when we know what doesn't feel good, we can avoid it in the future. But if you're not actually acknowledging like, hey, I actually was really stressed when I did this today, then you don't know, hey, maybe you should stop doing that action because every Every time you do it, it's not making you feel good. That could be hanging out with someone or taking your kids somewhere, or whatever it is. So what made you feel good? What made you not feel so great? The two other questions that are indirect but come back to this is, what are you grateful for today? And what are you proud of yourself for? And those are bringing you back to the present and bringing you back to, okay, in this day, in this moment, here's where I'm happy. Here's where I'm struggling. Here's what I'm grateful for. And here's what I'm proud of myself for. And that allows you to be here. And then the fifth question I would ask is, what is the one thing I'm working towards? And you can make that about your job, your business, your family, whatever it is, yourself. And that allows you to see the progression. The other thing that you said was that you are cutting yourself off from other opportunities. So that one thing that you're working towards, like give yourself permission for it to be different every single day that it might change tomorrow. And one of my mentors and friends, Keisha Get Mary, she says often, if it's not this, it's something better. And I think that that is a really great quote. So as you go through your goals and accomplishments in your life and something doesn't happen for you, I think that that's a great thing to say. If it's not this, it's something better. Because when you believe that, you keep that door open rather than saying, I failed, quote unquote. The important takeaway there was really being intentional, like you were saying, and setting, like writing things down every single day. Like a lot of women don't do that. And I think it, the things that you mentioned too, a lot of it had to do with the things that you want. Cause I think a lot of times we get caught up in the things we don't want, right? And then we get like 
so worried about the future because we're so stuck in the things that we don't want that we're not creating the things that we want for ourselves. So being intentional with our time in the present and like you said, sitting down every day, writing those goals down, writing down, you know, what you're grateful for, the things that you want in your life and you start creating those things. Like it's hard to create your future when you don't really have like a roadmap or like goals set out for yourself and you're just constantly focusing on, um, you know, how your life is currently, which is most of the time what you don't want it to be, you know? So having the, having that, um, that way of being and doing that, you know, consistently every single day starts creating that, you know, that roadmap for you. So you can start doing the things that you want to do and, you know, more importantly, becoming the person that you want to become in order to do the things that you want to do. You know, I'm truly a big proponent on creating the, the powerhouse, the being before the doing and knowing, like you said, give yourself permission for whatever it is that you're setting out to do to change. Because as you change, your goals change. As you up-level, your goals up-level. And what you initially set out to do may not be, you know, later down the line, what is really meant for you. And I've known that from, you know, personal experience. Like I said, I got myself caught up in, Amanda's got to look like this. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, didn't even need to look like that at all because we got something bigger and better. (laughs) So yeah, I love that you brought that up you don't always know until you see it. And so I think until you expand your network and your knowledge and all of that, you don't even realize what's possible for you. So I think you're doing yourself a disservice to say, oh, it's going to look like this when you haven't even like unlocked the next three doors to be able to look at that. And so those five questions are great for anyone. And then just if you're more of like the creative, maybe think of it more as like a vision statement and where you want to go and really allow this like playful visualization energy. And so pick which works for you, but really aligning yourself with this vision of now, like what is a two, I always use Tuesday, I don't know why, but what does a Tuesday at four o'clock look like for you right now? And what does a Tuesday at four o'clock, 10 years from now look like you for you? Because if you're just focusing on right now, okay, I've practiced, I have this, I have this meeting, I have that. You don't get to create that fun, playful energy or those buckets. So what is the vision, the goal for what you're creating? One of the things too, I think, is something that really hinders, I think, our growth and the things that we really want to do with our lives, you know, planning out our future and trying to be present and planning out our future is like, you know, societal pressure, people around us, expectations, you know, influence. So how do you feel societal pressures or expectations influence our tendency to focus on the future rather than the present? I think that, you know, I've talked a lot about like expanding your knowledge and learning from others. And there's a lot of benefits to being engaged with society and learning what is possible for you. But society doesn't necessarily mean all of society. It means kind of finding your version of society that can inspire you And I think that you do have to have blinders at times. There are going to be things that happen in society, people that you're connected with that are going to pull you in directions that you shouldn't be, whether that's in the future when you should be in the present or honestly, vice versa. Some people will tell you, like, I've had people tell me you should be not 
building a business right now. You should just be sitting with your kids 24 seven. And that's great if that's your calling and what you want to do. Exactly the flip side of that. Don't let someone tell you, you should go do something else instead of being home with your kids. If that's what you want to do, but you have to pick what your presence is. Like, what is your present day? What is this season? Where should you be? And you have to put on blinders, whether it's your family members, your friends, or society telling you where you should go. It's going to be easier said than done because, yeah, it's around you everywhere. Turn things off. Like, don't watch the news. Don't watch TV. Engage with people that make you feel good. And listen to podcasts like this. Listen to things that invite you to choose your reality and your story because that's the only way that you can stay focused when, yeah, the rest of the world is worried about something else. And you should probably only be worried about that 10% and if that instead of the flip 90-10. And, you know, and it's hard sometimes because we have like our friends and you know, you have to have that like boundary of knowing like when to let go and you'll have seasons of letting go. And I'm sure I could create a whole other podcast episode on that in itself. But there will be times where, you know, in terms of who we surround ourselves with, that's going to shift and change as we're shifting and changing. And, you know, one of the things that I always like to say is, you know, like you can have your social circle and that's fine. And, you know, maybe be selective on what you share from a business perspective, things that you're doing, you know, um, but I think a personal level, if you're trying to become, you know, a greater version of yourself and you're not being supported in the way, you know, maybe that should be a red flag for you. But from a business perspective, I always say it's good to surround yourself with people who are already doing the thing, right? Because when you start sharing things with people who have not done what you're about to do, you might not receive the support that you're expecting to receive because you're then essentially asking people who may not be in that growth mindset that you're in to step out of their zone of comfort and give you advice that would quite honestly scare the crap out of them. So, you know, it's like for me, I always, I'm always intentional when I'm planning my future to set myself around people who were already that future version of me. You know, and I know it won't be exactly who I am because we're all unique and, you know, they broke the mold when they made me as they did you and, you know, everyone else. But, you know, surrounding yourself with people who are already in the game so that you can learn and you can grow and be supported that you wait the way that you need to be supported um, in order to make that connection between who you are and who you're setting out to be. I like to think of my life as like a puzzle. And that I think, okay, does this person have a piece to my puzzle? And that piece might be filling my cup just as a friend. Like I have friends that to this day, they're like, I have no idea what you're doing. And (laughs) that's great. And, but they love me and I love them. Right. And then I have other people that have distanced themselves a little because they're like, I don't know what Kelsey's doing. And some of those people have come back and been like, Hey, I want to be more involved now that I, you're not doing what I thought you were doing or all these different things. So it gives people the opportunity to be a piece to your puzzle, but you get to decide, does this fit into my puzzle? So that's the personal part. And then the professional is, you're going to get pieces from everyone because not one person's business is the exact path you should follow. I actually think that's a huge mistake that people make. And I think it's really comparable to your career too. 
is no one's going to have the exact same jobs from the moment they have a job till the end of their career as you. No one's going to have the exact same skill set. It's the same thing in business. You can't just follow one person's way of doing business and expect that to be the end all be all. But someone might be like a huge puzzle piece. They might give you like five different puzzle pieces and one person might give you one. So it doesn't mean that some people can't give you a ton of support and uh, strategy and impact into whatever you're doing. But you look at that and say, okay, I'm going to take this one puzzle piece. I'm going to figure out if it's for me or not. I'm going to take what I need to from it. And then it might just sit in your puzzle. Like it might just sit there and be a part of it. Or you might be like, okay, now back to the drawing board. I need to find another part over here for this. But I think that's the fun part of like putting it together and allowing yourself to find those people. But I think one of the biggest mistakes people make personally and professionally is thinking that one person is all of their answers. My husband is my best friend. He, I put everything on him. I love him. He is everything for me in so many ways. But I have to check myself and be like, okay, I can't expect him to be able to answer everything for me, for my personal, my business, my life, whatever it is. And I would not want him to do that for me. So your best friend can't be that person for you. Your mentor can't be that person for you. Like You have to understand that each person has a purpose. And yeah, there's seasons of letting go, like you said, and there's seasons of exploring and finding so many new people in your life. But I don't believe that most people should burn every boat connected with them. You probably have some really great people in your life and you should nurture those relationships. You might just have different conversations. Absolutely. You know, it goes back to like having like the boundaries and and just knowing that, you know, like you had mentioned, which was something for me too, you know, sometimes people need to take a step back and it might be really disheartening for you because you might be, and a place in your life where you're like, wow, like I'm finally like feeling fulfilled. I'm in a great place. Like, why is this person not want to be around me anymore? And it has nothing to do with you at all. It's, you know, maybe you're triggering something within them that's, you know, causing them not to be able to rise up, you know, to your level or, or, or come beside you to your level. I don't want to say like, you know, you're above people or below people, but you know, just knowing like we're all at different parts of our journey. And sometimes it's hard for people to look at the greatness that you're achieving and the goals that you're setting out to do and the future that you're creating when they don't have the tools that they need to create that for themselves. And it's such a beautiful thing when that person's able to come back, but sometimes they're not. And, you know, that's okay too. But I love what you said too, you know, knowing that that one person's not going to be your end all be all. And that's so true. Like I, I totally resonate with that. I've had so many different pieces of my puzzle. Like you were saying, different mentors, different coaches, and so many things that maybe at the time, like don't make any sense or you're like, why did I do this? Why did I spend the money on this? <laughs> you know, like you're like regretting, but later down the line, you're like, ah. Oh, that makes so much sense. Or, you know, like you're able to look back and everything just clicks into place for you. And it helped you create your vision, your version of yourself that is just so beautiful and monumental. And it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So I want to wrap it up with maybe one thing that you could give the women listening who maybe struggle to even take that first step or know what that first step is 
in order to start creating that future self, but also being able to stay present. You know, what would you say would be like a first step in doing that? I think just get really clear on what success would look like in this season. Because if you can get clear on what success in this season looks like, that can be working towards the future, but also being present now, then you know the step to take. So your goals may be on your health. They may be on your family. They may be on your business, whatever it is that you can measure success with. And I always recommend measuring what you're putting in, right? Like you can't control the result. We were talking about that earlier. You might have a better result than you even realize. So I I don't mean like, oh, okay, success in this season means I'm going to save $20 per week or whatever. What are you going to feel? What are you going to put in rather than saying like, okay, well, if we make it to Disneyland this year, that's a win. Like, okay, well, is that the win or is it enjoying time together as a family and having new experiences? What is the win in this season? And get really clear on that and it knowing that it could look different. So it might not be Disneyland. It might be just picnicking on a Friday together. What is the outcome that you're looking for? And what are all the different paths that could get there? Be super curious, problem solve. So once you have, I'm going to give you, I know you said the first step, but I'll give you two steps. So once you get clear on what success would look like, then think about, can I do this on my own? And if not, who do I need to help me get there? And ask Amanda. If you ask Amanda or me, if you're like, I need help, I don't know where to go. But I think both Amanda and I didn't know who those people were when we first started either. So don't get caught up in that. I don't know who can help me get here. You will find that person, but you're not going to find that person if you don't know that first step you want to take. So think about what do I want to look like at the end of the year and in month, whatever that does that mean to me? What would make me feel like, wow, I made progress? I don't think it's, wow, I did it. It's, wow, I made progress. What would that feel like? What would that look like? And what do you need to get there? Who? Or can you do it on your own? Sometimes it is just like a discipline thing in doing it. And sometimes you need someone. Absolutely. I love this conversation so much. And I'm so grateful for you to be on the show. Before we wrap up, I like to do a little something fun. So what I like to do is a little thing I call, would you rather? Oh, fun. Okay. Oh my gosh, this is a good one. Okay. Would you rather never use social media again or never watch another movie or TV show again? So the personal side of me wants to pick no more TV or movie because I'm not a big TV person. And I feel like you can expand so much on social media and there's so many different positive things on there if you look for it. But the mom in me wants to keep the movies because I love watching movies with my kids. So I would have to get rid of social media so I could watch movies with my kids, I guess. See, I don't even know. It's a hard one. Right, it really is. So yeah, I I guess I'm going to have to agree with you even though, you know, my business is mainly on social. Yeah. I'll see you later. I got to need, I need my movies. You know, at the end of the day, I don't really watch a lot of movies or TV, but you know, I, I just don't, 
know if I would be able to live without certain movies, especially movies I grew up with, right? Like childhood movies. And then especially when you're thinking of the kids, you're like, what are they going to watch? Like Jojo doesn't even know how to read. So what's he on social media doing? <laughs> so yeah, I would have to say TV, TV and movies too. I think I'll keep. See you later, threads. Yeah, I don't know. That's a hard one. That is a hard one. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Like I said, loved having you in this conversation. Where can people find you? And I'm going to post your links down below for anybody who would like to get in touch, but let us know where people can find you and anything you have going on. Yeah. So I'd love for you to come over and listen to the Mama Has Goals podcast. All sorts of fun things there. And Amanda and I just recorded a great episode. So go check that out. Instagram, Mama Has Goals. Go say hi to me there. And I'll be coming up on threads too. So you can shout, give me a shout out on threads. And we have a free phone app. So go to the app store, download it, check it out. Once you verify yourself, you can connect with other mamas in there, um, current aspiring empty nesting. And if you just want to take action yourself, you can journal, take our daily prompts, all of that just on your own too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And until next time, besties, stay inspired. Thank you so much for listening, bestie. If you love what you heard, spread the word. Screenshot this episode and post it on your social media. Don't forget to tag your girl. If you would like to show some further love, give this podcast a review over on iTunes. And be sure to follow our Staying Inspired Podcast Community Facebook page. I'm super grateful for each and every one of you. Together, we create that next level self. Till next time, stay inspired.